year I've just been working on diving in and just not like living in the moment yeah making sure that anytime we want to go do something we're not Mm -hmm. waiting for the perfect moment or Mm -hmm. waiting for this has to be right we have to have this in place before we do go do this or take this trip and Mm -hmm. this last year we've just really focused on if we want to take the trip we're going to go do the trip hello so everything's hot with the exception of the audio. Audio is gonna be a little bit different this time because lots of complications, but we're gonna work around it. That's all right. Um, We have Emily Sherwood here with us. This is episode 50. And actually just this week we were talking that 52, so we've done one per week. So 52 will be one year. So you're two episodes away from us having this podcast for one year. But we have Emily Sherwood here. Me and Emily connected on um, I went to high school with her husband and so she is going to tell us a little bit about what she does and your background and all of that but first normally we start with a review but I don't have my phone due to the technical complications so we're going to skip the review um, and if you haven't left us, uh, left us a review please go leave us a review um, we're going to move on to peak and pit So something that's going really well, something that's not going so well. Um, Something that's going really well for me is we've kind of like changed around the dynamic of the office really just within like the past week or two. And I feel like everyone is kind of like honing in on their thing. And I feel like we're figuring it out. Like we've been in business for two years, but it's still not perfect. Yeah. Like we're still figuring out things. And so I feel like we are closer to having it figured out, even though getting that rhythm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I don't know that we'll ever like quote unquote have it figured out, but it feels better than it did two years ago. (laughs) So, uh, what is your peak? What's going really well for you? I would say my peak for this year, it's something my husband and I, um, over the last year have just been working on diving in and just not like living in the moment yeah making sure that anytime we want to go do something we're not Mm -hmm. waiting for the perfect moment or Mm -hmm. waiting for this has to be right we have to have this in place before we do go do this or take this trip and Mm -hmm. this last year we've just really focused on if we want to take the trip we're going to go do the trip yeah or and and that even applies with work and you guys just went somewhere yeah we did a two and a half week europe trip Long and fun. Long and fun. Much needed. Yeah. But it was so cool. That's so cool. Um, Yeah. We and me and Jake are going to do like a more tropical Cancun vacation later this year. And I'm very much looking forward to it. But I love that. I have very much also been trying to be in the present, not so worried about like what's happening in the future, what's happening, what happened five years ago. Like it doesn't matter. Like just be here. Actually, I literally, this tattoo literally says be here now. Because that's all we have. Yeah. You can't do anything with tomorrow unless you're here today. So I love that. Kudos to you you guys. You just, you gotta, you can't keep looking to what's coming. You gotta gotta live for now. Yeah. You gotta enjoy it. Absolutely. I love that. Um, Pit. Um, Presently, my pit is all of this technology. (laughs) (laughs) Giving me a hard time. So this episode is giving me a hard time. And then the episode with um, the owner of Brick and Mirth, which oddly enough is funny how um, 
that's actually how this whole podcast episode stemmed was we were at Brick and Mirth and talking and I'm like, oh my God, you have to come and tell all this stuff on podcast because it's amazing. Um, yeah, technology. But we've, we're going to figure it out. One way or the other, we're going to figure it out. Yeah. What's your pit? I think my pit right now, and it's it's been something through my whole life, is just I'm, I tend to be a people pleaser. I tend to, mm. I tend to care yeah. um, what people think about me. It doesn't necessarily mean like that I will like change who I am yeah. to make someone like me. It's just yeah. more of like it, it affects me emotionally. Yeah, 100%. And like personal life, at work. Um, I yes. think work's always the worst because like sometimes I have to be the bad person. Yeah. And doing that just, it hurts me. Yes. <laughs> I'm literally kind of dealing with the same situation right now. Like you have to, it's so hard, especially when you're, you are a people pleaser and a giver in that way, yeah. you know? Yeah. I read a quote recently that said like, um, givers make sure you have boundaries because the takers don't have any. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <And that> is, <laughs> yeah. I felt that. that. Is, that yes. <laughs> I felt that. That is so true. But that's so good that you're working on that. Me and... Janny, um, one of our teammates here in the office, we did an episode, I don't remember what number it was, but we literally talked about that. We talked about people pleasing and how it's it's such a like weird dynamic to have your boundaries and put them in place and simultaneously not feel yeah. bad about it and yeah. not feel guilty. Yeah. It's hard, but we're gonna figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna figure it out. I'm reading a book right now. Or no, I actually I finished it. It's called The Four Agreements. And he he talks about how um, humans are the only animal that punish themselves over and over and over. Mm-hmm. So like an animal out in the wild, like if they make a mistake, they kind of, it like in that moment, that's how they're punished. Like if they yeah. come across a critter that, you know, doesn't like them, maybe they get bit and then that's the end of it. But we like... <laughs> cyclically (laughs) yeah in our mind and we are the only like animal that does that and so I like dang yeah I feel that one too yeah sometimes Um, I think like I think females like also tend to like hold on to that longer too we're gonna care more like what you do impacting someone else like you hold that 100% oh I feel that 100% yeah Yeah. and we just gotta figure it out (laughs) once again just got to figure it out. So tell us a little bit about what you're doing because again, the conversation at Brick and Mirth and you kind of filling me and Jake and we had gone to um, a performance for, so Dustin Mounts has a brother, Hunter Mounts. We went to a performance of his and then we ended up at like the after party, I guess, at Brick and Mirth here in town. And you were filling me and Jake in on all the things that you've got going on, all the things that you're dealing with on mm-hmm. in your work life. And it was kind of effing awesome. <laughs> so fill us in on, I want to hear the backstory, like why and how you ended up doing what you're doing yep. um, and what you're currently doing. Okay. So I actually, I'm a project manager. Mm-hmm. I work for a general contractor based out of Kansas City, McCown Gordon Construction, if anyone's mm-hmm. familiar with the company. Yeah. But I actually got into construction when I was in high school my dad has actually been, he's retired now, um, a union carpenter. So always saw construction growing mm-hmm. up. I've always been a girly girl, so it's not like I, growing up was like, oh, I'm going to go yeah. be a contractor. Yeah. 
Um, so I got to high school and I was like, well, I want to I do business. I want to do business management. I'm going to go to college for business management. That's pretty cool. What did that, what did that mean? I, yeah. I didn't know. So I was working on job shadow in my senior year. My dad was on a project and it was actually with McCown Gordon Construction where I work now. Mm-hmm. And he was like, there's this female project manager. He was like, I, I don't know exactly what she does. She's a project manager. She runs the project. Here's her card. Like I asked her if you could call her. So I just cold called this girl. I was like, hey, I'm a senior. How old are you? I'm a senior in high school. Like, so I'm 26. No, I mean, no, like at the time when you're oh, making at this the phone time, call. I would have been 16. So I, I was in high school and I was like, I'm just going to call this woman. Like, I'll see, I'll see what she does. So I called her and I was like, hey, here's my dad. You work with him right now. And she's like, oh, cool, Mark. Yeah, he said he was going to give you my mm-hmm. number. So I called her and I was like, hey, can I job shadow? Like, can I come down to Kansas City and see what you do? So here I'm 16 and like, you can get a pass in high school. Hey, I got the day off. I'm going to go job shadow and figure out what I'm going to do. So I drove to Kansas City, followed my dad to work that morning and just hung out with her all day. Wow. And the level of, um, I, in my opinion, this is just me, but the level of confidence that you have to have to <laughs> just level. like straight up, <laughs> hey, um, so word on the street is, and I'd like to be a part of it. I was like, I have no idea your background. I have no idea how you got to this job, what this job requires. I just want to check it out. God, that is very like impressive. Point, I, I didn't even know, like, the college route you had to take or if you had to take college route. I was like, I'm just going to see what she does. That is so cool. Okay, so, I'm sorry. So, so props to my dad. My dad was the one that had that initial setup there. Of course. Yep. Props to dad. But also, yep. dad, props <laughs> to Emily. Because that takes courage to just like call someone because she could have said a no she could have yeah. said piss off she could have yeah. said you're too young she could have like, said so many things me. yeah and you did it anyway yeah that's so cool so i dropped out of her that day and was like wow this this is kind of neat so i think i'm gonna do this for my career uh, <laughs> so just wow dove right in uh, yeah i did my associates first so i got just like a regular associate's degree then transferred over to construction management uh-huh. at ucm so i finished my bachelor's um, from there, I did a couple internships when I was in college, uh-huh. and then got hired on full time with McCown Gordon. And then I did end up doing my master's after I started work. So I finished my master's in 2020, which took like two and a half years. To do That's kind of work. fast for a master's, isn't it? Um, it's typically two if you're full time. Um, oh, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. I thought maybe it was like four years. Yeah. yeah so your associates is two. Bachelor's is four, master's is two, and then okay. doctorate is four. Okay. So you're you you're finishing school, then what? So got out of school. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to intern with a couple of different companies. So I tried I tried one company. I the the company I worked for first. Um, I did a project engineer route, which mm-hmm. is more aligned with what I do now. And okay. then I did another internship in college, and it was estimating. So same same route of construction, working for a general contractor, but doing estimating. So I wanted to try a couple internships, see what role I liked best. And you, that, and you apply that to your job now? Yes. The estimating question. Yes. Is yes. that so, what we talked about? Yeah. In project management, you, you deal uh-huh. with a lot of costs. Okay. Okay. So you're interning. Now you're, now what? How did you get to doing what you're doing yeah. now? And I know you said you can't say... You yeah. can't say, so, like, the name, can We you? have an NDA for, like, the client that I'm working with right now, uh-huh. but I can talk about, like, what the project okay. is. Okay, okay, cool. So, out of college, I, I 
joined on 2017 is when mm-hmm. I started working full time, and I got into small projects. So mm-hmm. I was I was doing anywhere from like a million to six million dollar projects, and that's and that's small for commercial. Commercial is a lot different, like residential. I love how she's like, yeah, we were doing like these small. <laughs> we were just working on these small projects, it, like one to six million. Well, what I deal with like for value that work like ruins personal life money because I'm like at work I'm like twenty thousand dollars I don't I don't blink like it's. <laughs> And then, like, personal life, we're like, okay. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Okay, please continue. This gets better. This gets better. So I started small projects, and then I just got comfortable with, like, running running small projects. Mm-hmm. And then they just kind of, One to like, six million. Gradually got bigger. <laughs> so the last few I did, I was anywhere from 10 to 15. So mm-hmm. 15 had been my max, 15 million. Okay, okay, hold on. Let's pause here. What does a $15 million project look like? So... The $15 million project I did previously was mm-hmm. Linwood Elementary okay. out in Kansas. Okay. So it was a, a brand new, like, empty land middle or elementary And what was, school. like, what's the square footage on that? Um, that one was about 30000 So you're, so a home. Most yeah. of the homes that we live in probably range anywhere from, like, 1500 Maybe on a bigger home, it's like 6,000 square foot. Yeah. That's a decent-sized home. Yeah. 6,000 yeah. square foot. And you're dealing with yeah. a 30,000 square yeah. foot commercial yeah. sized building. Yep. Anyway. Yeah. Keep and, there, and there's a lot that goes to it. Like you can do all different ranges of, of projects. So like you can be doing a school one year and the next year you're doing an office building. So okay. also knowing like there's different things that sure. go into this. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. So after I finished that project, uh-huh. um, the project that I'm currently on is now 10 times that size. It's 150 million. Still growing. We're still adding scope to it. We're still adding in new things that the client wants, mm-hmm. but it's based in Bentonville, Arkansas, mm-hmm. and it is actually a 380-acre campus for one of the largest retailers in the nation. It is crazy. <laughs> to put it mildly. Yes. It's crazy. It so is crazy. What? Okay. 150 million. What does that type of project look like from a square footage standpoint? So this building is a hundred thousand square feet. Yeah. So it's basically the other one was thirty. What's my math here? It's like thirty to one hundred and fifty. How many times is that? What, five. So five of the yes. Well, in five and, elementary schools. And one thing that like increases that number a lot from the square footage is like an elementary school. Like they're not gonna put in like Italian carpet or. Tri- like okay, luxurious. The like, yeah, luxurious. absolutely. So this is this is a large retailer. This is their home campus. So they they're gonna have executive members in this building. Wow. This is like their showroom of architects like, in this building. Okay, okay. So this so, is like of all of all the retailers for this particular company. This yep. is like the one. Yes. To be. At. It is named after their founder. Our building specifically. Like so there's there's gonna be some really cool features in the building um, that's related to their founder, like oh, like his, his first carpet? yeah, yeah. <laughs> his first airplane. We're, we're putting that in the building. So You're joking. We're literally hanging an airplane in the building. Not only is it gonna and be inside the building. I thought the client was joking <laughs> when they came in. They came in one day in a meeting and they were like, "Hey, so this area right here, um, we're gonna see if you guys can put in this airplane." Like we're gonna hang it from the ceiling. That's why why we have these strong point hangers. And we're like, are we sure that those can? You can hang a building from that. 
Okay, not only are we putting an airplane inside the building, like that's okay. Yeah, yeah. that's that's cool. Yeah. You're gonna hang it. Yeah, from the ceiling. I guess it's not just like rolled in on the floor. <laughs> wow. Okay. So that that is the like just to paint a picture of the level of like the magnitude yeah. of project that you're working on, like five elementary schools. And that's it. That's a bit. I mean, I feel like that's a big elementary school. Yeah. Elementary school yeah. schools could be small. Yeah. That's a big elementary school. Linwood. Yes. Linwood is in Kansas City. It's in Kansas. Kansas. So okay. Do you know where Baser, Kansas City? I do. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. Okay. So but... it's it's outside of like Legends area. Okay. So okay. Again, my point remains the same. Yep. Big elementary school. Yep. Um, that is so cool. So going back to your peak. No, you're pit. No. You're, you're kind of like trying to deal with figuring out people pleasing. And you mentioned like applying that to work. Yep. Where in the workplace have you like had to encounter this or face this struggle? And like, how do you deal with it? I think the worst. So project management, we're dealing with the hottest topics, the hard topics mm -hmm. in construction. Yeah. So there, we're the ones having the discussion about schedule, mm -hmm. contract, budget, cost, all the mm -hmm. super hot items that yeah. can really get people upset yeah. or get people um, defending defending themselves. Emotional. Emotional, definitely. Um, especially dealing with costs. Like you're dealing sure. with the client of costs. Mm -hmm. We have subcontractors. They're yeah. trying to make money too. Yeah. So having those conversations of sometimes contracts aren't as simple as people think. Sure. Um, you always think construction and you're like, oh, you just hire someone and they just automatically will have everything. And that's not always the case. Like sometimes mm -hmm. you'll have a subcontractor come in and it's like, we truly didn't carry this in the number mm -hmm. that we have. Mm -hmm. So it's always that line of like, I'm the bad guy that's either gonna tell you, sorry, we mm -hmm. we assume like the way the contract was written, written you, you have it, or mm -hmm. I'm gonna go to bat for you and try to get you the money for it. And sometimes we can't always do that. And that's like, that's one of the hardest things about being on the general contractor side okay. is sometimes you have to be that, that person. and yeah and go off the contract so having that versus the relationship side of it mm -hmm. is, is sometimes hard so as the general contractor are you responsible for putting all of the right people in place mm -hmm. to execute like um you know let's say you guys are doing brick yep. the whole thing is brick yep. you're responsible for finding a what are they called masonry yep um finding that person yep. making sure that they're cost fits in the budget and then making yeah, so sure our, that they execute the job and that's like the handoff between estimators and project management okay. so like our estimators okay. will do like the initial they'll pull in subcontractors and usually on larger projects like this you have your project managers mm -hmm. involved in that step as well so it's not just a full handoff like sure. you're helping sure. you're helping write the contracts you're helping select people yeah um depends on the contract type too yeah some clients they'll go hey this is our total budget you fill whoever with it mm -hmm. Some of them want to do like low bid. So that'll mm -hmm. be where it's like, I don't care qualification as long as they're okay, like I'll do the lowest cost. Okay. Why? Because they want just a lower cost. I mean, everyone wants to spend less money if they okay. can. So. Okay. Is that contractor just trying to get the job? Yeah. Um, a lot of times, like you'll see in the commercial world, like just smaller contractors like trying to get in. So, like, Okay. Occasionally, they'll be like, if I lower my price, then I can get in I with see. a company yeah. that's big in Kansas City and do a good job, 
and then they'll they can, I guess, yeah, it's, they can it's put that on their, door. yeah, they can put that on their resume, yeah. I suppose, that yeah. they were a part of this, this project. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So, when you're, whenever you're in a situation where you've got to give bad news, yeah. what does that look like, and has there ever been a time where someone didn't respond well? <laughs> um, I'll just say this, like, construction can be a little wild. Uh-huh. Um, it's definitely different than it used to be back in the day. Like, mm-hmm. you always picture construction, and you're like, all these, like, men yelling at each other in a room. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that still happens. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's yeah. def- definitely not, like, what it used to be. But yeah. we try not to escalate it if we don't have to. Oh, but, sure. Um, yeah. A lot of the time, it's like in a project like this, we've been all working together over a year now, mm-hmm. so we already have a relationship. Sure. So going into mm-hmm. those conversations tends to be a lot easier. Yeah. Versus if you had just met this the subcontractor, this owner, and fresh out of the gate, you're having to deliver news like that. Yeah. Where like now it's a year, we've been working together for a year, like we have a good relationship. It's a lot easier to have mm-hmm. those conversations. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Um, what have you learned in your career that you can immediately apply to your personal life? We watch, in our office, we watch, um, Grant Cardone. He's a sales, um, teacher, essentially. Mm -hmm. He's really big. I don't know if you're familiar with him at all, but he's also big into real estate. And we watch him every morning. And I oftentimes, and even though this is, you know, about sales and it's directly related to business mm-hmm. more often than not. I can also take a lot of what he's saying and apply it to my personal life too. Mm-hmm. Um, have you found that anything is relatable in that capacity? I I think so much like personal life. Sorry, <laughs> for my career like has just really like shaped me uh-huh. into who I am now. Yeah, um, like there's good and bad. Like I think I think it's hardened me more as a person, but in a good way because like I said, I've I've always been like the softy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's like helped develop my my emotions of like I'm I'm, so I'm like stronger than I was looking back in high school for sure college like I just have like a stronger emotion. Mm-hmm. Okay, I love that. I love yeah. that. Is there anything the one of the primary reasons I wanted to have you on the podcast is because of the magnitude yeah. of project that you're dealing with and historically it's been a male dominated industry yeah and you're a female yeah you and you you kind of followed another female that was and Mm -hmm. you kind of looked to her and I just wanted to hear you know your perspective on that and give you a chance to voice what you're doing to viewers to anybody that sees this whether it's five people or you know a thousand people um is there anything really important that you want to share that you yeah. learned or um, just anything at all, really? Yeah. I think the biggest thing is don't be scared to do something you want to do um, based off of, like, being a female or a male-dominated mm-hmm. field. Mm-hmm. I I feel like in my career, that was – it's always something, like, you're very intimidated. Sure. Any, anything, like, going mm-hmm. into. Yeah. And I used to be, like, initially scared, like, when I would walk the job site because – you're going to have people look at you like you're a female on a job site and not saying that there's not females on every job site but mm-hmm. you, you stick out and I at first like felt weird about it like I felt like when I was working a job site I, I didn't like people looking at me and as I've gotten further in my career I actually have realized like how much it has benefited me um people remember my name easier 
I can walk into a room and like not that the attention is always a great thing, but like I can get people's attention a little bit easier in a meeting if I talk. Mm-hmm. Um, so just like taking that and understanding it's not always a bad thing. Oh, 100%. Yeah. One of my, so business insurance, again, primarily in male-dominated yeah. industry. And I came from dentistry and dentistry is primarily female, especially on the, I was a hygienist, and then of course the assist, assistants yep. in that field are oftentimes female. Yeah. So I came from a female-dominated industry, came into a male-dominated industry, and one of my things that I'm really passionate about, or concepts that I'm really passionate about, is um, I don't really like this this story of women feeling sorry for themselves. Yeah. You know, to you know, woe is me, and this is what I've dealt with. It's like, yep. man. We've all got it. Like, yeah. you know, I, think, my, I mean, any, any career, like, I think you've got that. You I, know. Know. I yeah. think any person, like, yeah. you know, men, they have things that they deal with. Yeah. They have stories that they've been through that they yeah. don't tell anybody about, yeah. as do women. And I think it's just a sympathy party to, yeah. to sit around and us feel sorry for themselves. Yeah. And so I love the fact that you're looking at your situation and going, no, there are things that yeah. I can benefit from yes. this. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think that is so cool. That's such a great perspective to yeah. have. And for anybody that is, you know, looking to be a part of, I think construction is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I like more the design stuff yeah. in construction, but for anybody that is a female and is interested in project management, like I think you are setting such a good tone mm-hmm. and example for any woman that wants to be involved in construction at all. Um, so kudos to you, thank you and thank you for leading the way with such a great attitude. Yeah. I love that thank so you. much, it's my favorite. And I think one thing that I was thinking about this morning and um, before like, coming here is just how many role models I've had and mm-hmm. people in my corner yeah. and that means the most. Yeah. Like for any career, um, I've just had some incredible role models. Like I, I still keep in contact with yeah. the female that I initially job shadowed. Yeah. I went to a conference with her to San Francisco about a month or two ago. Oh, so wow. like she's okay. still actively in my life. Very much, yeah. Company. And then like outside of her, like I've had the most incredible managers like coming out of my career, like coming out of college that um, always have my back. And I just, I've had one, one of like the males in my life of, like work life of, I have called him crying and I have that support. So having like those people that are yeah. like, yeah, 100% yes. like on your side, like I, like even on this job, like, and it changed like coming out of college. Like when I first came out of college, I would cry like once a month, like driving from work. Cause it, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's not funny. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> Sorry, it's not I was, funny. I was just talking about this the other day with one of my coworkers and like coming out of college, like I was, 21 starting work full-time and I used to be so much more emotional because mm-hmm. stuff would get to me like I'd have a subcontractor mm-hmm. yell at me or yeah. get mad about something yeah so I would cry but like yeah. I wouldn't I would never do it like people would never see it work oh like yeah, I, I'd yeah, run yeah. to the bathroom just a quick cry, <laughs> <laughs> cry right back out quick panic attack <laughs> and so, back to work yeah so, like, <laughs> let it out and then I'm good to go yeah um <laughs> So I, I got over that like the first few years. Yeah. But then like recently this project has been insane. Like it's mm-hmm. been the hardest job I've ever been on. 
Yeah. And rightfully so. Yes. It's big. Yes. Like that and then just like the personal life of like I'm away from my husband. Yeah. Um, we're living completely separate right now. Yeah. Uh, so like that plus the magnitude of this job. Mm-hmm. So this winter I had called my uh, fellow co- co-worker and mm-hmm. mentor and he knew that I was having issues. Yeah. And I just call him one morning and I just, I'm so upset that I couldn't even talk. Like I just had to sit there and he goes, Emily, there's no crying in construction. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I'm sorry. I need to. Today there is. I was like, like, I was like, you know me and I need this. Yeah, man, that's so cool. And I think that's, that's such an, another really good point to make. Like, sure. It's, you know, to be a strong, independent, you know, confident woman is great. Yeah. And also simultaneously know that you are going to need support sometimes. Yeah. Um, Having those people like you can be vulnerable with yeah. and you can trust. Yeah. And, like, you know that they're in your yes. corner. Yeah. You know that yeah. they have your back. They want what's best for you. Yeah. So he's going to tell you, you know, wipe your tears. Let's yeah. get up and keep yeah. it moving. Yeah. Um, I love that so much. I think that's, yeah. Yeah. Honestly, but it's critical. Be, like the people in my life that just, having those people yeah. in the corner and like even my husband like I'll call him during work and we talk about work way too much because he also has a very similar job to me we're mm-hmm. both in construction mm-hmm. so we'll call each other in the day and just be like this just happened this sucks so we like allow ourselves like yes. a little bit of time to talk about work which mm-hmm. I'm sure you guys can relate to is like at some point you have to yeah absolutely only so much work time absolutely yeah I try to and it doesn't always work out like this but I try to tell Jake I'm like okay we have to shut it off at like eight o'clock so we can have just like me and you and sometimes we're good at it and sometimes we're not good at it I had someone else on the podcast um a while back I can't remember who um, brought it up and who mentioned it but they have a specific room in their house oh it was Devon West and Andrea West they were saying that they have a specific room in their house they work together okay real estate agents um also flip houses so kind of construction anyway they have a room in their house where they don't talk about work so anytime they're in their room in that and I don't even know if it's their room but in that particular room they don't talk about work and I'm like man that's a really good idea too and yeah it's it's ebbs and flows and sometimes you need more emotional support one day and and I also love the point that you made earlier that you know you've gotten better at these like emotional um things that you've had to deal with like you said you've gotten better with dealing with having like going to the bathroom, dealing with your emotions, yeah. and then stepping out of the bathroom. Um, I feel like I, I definitely had, particularly in dentistry, yeah. I had a lot of moments where I worked for a female doctor, and um, she was pretty abrasive. She was a pretty abrasive personality. And there were several times where I would end up in the bathroom crying because it was just a lot for my sensitive 18-year-old yeah. self to deal with. Yeah, it's definitely a huge thing. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like like I'm so grateful for it and I can laugh about it now yeah. because it's like that has helped me not take things so personally. Yeah. Like just because she's being crabby, like, girl, yeah. you go be crabby. Yes. I'm going to stay over here. Yes. You be crabby. Yeah. And I'm going to have a good time. Yeah. Um, and it's okay. So I'm, I'm so grateful for that, those experiences. And, and it's definitely a mix of age and experience. Oh yeah. Cause I, like the age thing definitely noticed a difference. Like mm-hmm. once I got a few years in out of college, Yeah. but then also the experience, like I remember the first few times that 
I would have something that either like the client or the architect would just like tear apart something I did uh-huh. and just like put me on blast, send an email copy and like <laughs> everyone, everyone important in our company. And I would, I would just not be well. And then now, <laughs> now you could not upset me yeah. from an email. Like I, yes. I'm like, oh, you have these talks? Okay, let me fix it. We're good. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's so good. It, no, it yeah. took, t- like, time of yes. just getting email after email or conversation yeah. of just, like, pointing something out that I mm-hmm. did wrong. Yeah. And now it's like, okay, like, I'll fix it. Thank you for the feedback. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And like you said, I think that really does come from experience, kind yeah. of having your um, – your ego poked at yeah. for so long. It's like, fine, just forget it. Just yeah. forget it all. That's so good. I love that. So I love, honestly, my favorite thing that we've talked about is like your growth and how you've, you know, and I feel like, you know, even if you're not in a male dominated industry and you're in there as a woman or vice mm-hmm. versa, you're in a female dominated industry. I worked with a couple of um, male dental hygienists, very, very like, um, uh, rare. I yeah. I mean, only two of them in yeah, my seven years. Ever, like, at my dentist. Yeah. Um, very, very rare. Um, I feel like you're, you know, we all ultimately have to deal with these things. Mm-hmm. And so to just kind of, like your coworker said, you know, pick yourself back up yeah. and let's keep it moving. Yeah. You know, I think that's, that's really good advice. That's like, my favorite. Like, you can do this. You can do this. Yeah. Today doesn't feel like it. Yep. But that's okay. Tomorrow I, it'll feel better. Yes. Yep. So that's so good. After everything that we've talked about has been honestly awesome. Yeah. Thank you for the conversation. Oh my God. Yes, of course. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining. Um, I would love to have you on in the future mm-hmm. after this project is complete. So you can share like that anything cool. else that you've, you know, learned because we're still in it every day. Me included in um, insurance, like, I'm going to look back in a year and I'm going to think, oh my God, wow, I was a dummy last year. Yep. You know? <laughs> and, and it's it's always a good, like, it's easier to accept when it's yes. you giving yourself the <laughs> Yeah. Versus someone else like, please, for the love of God, don't hurt my feelings. Um, so anyway, yes. Thank you so much yeah. for coming on. This was so good. This is such a good episode. This um, is probably going to be one of my favorites. Not going to lie. So thank you so much for coming yeah. on.